series called Fear No More. And um, fear is something that I understand. And I understand it because of how much I've had of it as a child, as a young adult. Fear has done two things for me. It has frozen me from what I believe was to be my destiny, and it also empowered me to achieve it. How is that so? Well, that's why the title, Understanding Fear. It has a number of purposes biblically. So we're going to start with Matthew 14, and this is the story of Jesus sending the disciples off in the boat. So let's just start. It says, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he stayed to get the people started home. But isn't that a loving father? He delivers his message, but he wants to be sure that the people get started home. Then afterwards, he went up into the hills to pray. Night fell, and out on the lake, the disciples were in trouble. For the wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy seas. About four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the water. They screamed in terror, for they had thought he was a ghost. But Jesus immediately spoke to them, assuring them, don't be afraid, he said. Then Peter called to him, sir, if it's really you, tell me to come over to you walking on the water. Who believes he was sincere? <laughs> I don't know. All right. And, and I want you to, here's the posture I think Jesus did. He goes, all right, come on. <laughs> you know, if, if that's all you want, come on. Wow. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. But when he looked around at the high waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Instantly, I like that word. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and rescued him. And here's another one. The posture, some people think, Jesus went, oh, you of little faith. You know, how many said that to their child when they took their first step and fell down? Oh, you of little faith. No, we're excited when we see our child step out into a new dimension. I think he looked at him and he goes, oh, you of little faith. And I think he picked him up in love and not in scorn or disappointment. Oh, man of little faith, Jesus said, why do you doubt me? And when they had climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The others sat there, awestruck. You really are the son of God. <laughs> it's like they, they've traveled with him all this time. And I want to point out here, says, you know what? They have committed their life. They have given up everything to follow Jesus. And yet at every move, Jesus does stuff to just further their commitment in him and deal with their unbelief. Although they were following, there was still a little unbelief, wasn't there? They had sold out. And yet, as 
Jesus revealed himself to them, it just deepened through their doubt. You see, in the faith, the enemy wants, wants you to, when you've had a failure or a doubt, oh, you're not a believer. <laughs> yes, you are, because we're moving forward. As long as you're moving forward, this is not doubt to your spirit. It is not. You're moving forward. The Israelites, when they left Egypt and they see Pharaoh coming to kill them in the chariots and they got the rest in front of them going, we're dead. We're dead. What did we do this for? Moses raises his staff. The seas open. And the Israelites, did they stay there going, ha, ha, ha. What did they do? Do you think they were screaming and, and full of fear in their flesh? I bet you they didn't go walking through the river like, <laughs> but they hot-footed it. Man, they put on their tennis shoes and they ran. You see, they, their flesh was in fear, but they moved forward. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's fear in your life that freezes you and there's fear that enables you. One type of fear, I, I remember um, I was high school or college and I'm driving my German sports car down the road, uh, 1968 baby blue Volkswagen bug. It's German, <laughs> it's got a rear engine, that's a sports car to me. And so I'm driving down this, and, and this car goes by me, and this beer bottle comes flying out and hits the front of my car. How dare they dent my German sports car? Man, I downshifted, spun that thing around, and I went after them, and I caught up and cut them off. I opened that door, I got out, and I said, Who threw that beer and hit my car? Well, this one guy gets out, and he's about 6'2". And then another guy on the other side gets out. He's about six foot. And then a third guy gets out in the back. And I had a decision. <laughs> I was going to scare them like I was scared. And I walked up. I said, all three of you threw one bottle? That's all right with me. And these guys, they went, oh man, we're real sorry. Because you know? <laughs> they're thinking, this guy's nuts. Well, that may be true, but fear can cause you to freeze and shrink back into a corner or make you stand up and be a lion. So that's why we need to understand fear and understand when that fear changes from one to the other what we need to do and so the, the probably the best the best verse to talk about here is this one of the disciples are you know, cowering back so here's two things they had to deal with the first is the situation they were in fear because of the storm that's the situation that storm is on the outside the, the, they, they were afraid that the boat was going to sink but I want you to know that a boat is designed in its purpose to float 
And even the way the, the boat is made, boats only sink when the situation on the outside ends up on the inside. Do you see where I'm going? So even the way they make boats, I have, a, I have as my wife would say, too many boats, but um, wood boats, when, back in the day when they would make these wood boats, they would get a certain type of wood and when they put the boards together, they would get hemp that's been dipped in tar and squeeze it between the boards. But you know what? That boat's not watertight yet. The boat is designed to be watertight. You know what happens? You have to put the boat in water, swells the wood, and the, becomes, the crack becomes tight. You have to, you were designed to go through fear. And actually, it's that fear on the outside that makes you watertight on the inside. The whole idea that Christians think, I'm, I fear no evil. Uh, You fear no evil on the outside. When you think that evil's on the inside, I'm no good. I'm no good. I don't deserve this. You're frozen. You're sinking. You were designed to have that situation right there on one side and not the other. So they're in fear of the storm. You're sitting here like, so I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Where are they on the outside? On the outside, there's the, va- there's the shadow of death. Oh my God! Now it's inside. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, on the inside, fear no evil. The shadow of death, it's out there. It is out there. And I don't want to be out there. I want to be in here. So I fear no evil. Though I'm walking through it. I'm steering my boat through it. You're not free of it. You're walking through it. Wow. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. (laughs) I wasn't saying wow over the word. I was saying how poor that amen was. (laughs) We're designed. So how do you know if the fear is inside? How do you know when the fear has gone from the outside to freezing my spirit? From the abundance of the, the. How's it going? Oh, I just know. No. Mm-mm. What's wrong? Well, 20 years ago, my wife left me. <laughs> what? What? Huh? Oh, this yes, work's just crap, and I'm just, this person's a jerk, and, and you know, everybody hates me, nobody likes me, I'm going to go eat some worms. Where's the Holy Spirit? Is that speaking from that person's heart? And we've all been there. We've, we, we've all felt sorry for ourselves and let fear grab who we are so that it's a matter of our speech. That's what we're talking about. If you're saying, oh man, I love Jesus. What a wonderful 
Navy is. There's no rival, there's no equal. That crappy boss I have, I'll never get anywhere with him. Where's the faith for him? Where's the belief that God can touch him as he touched and forgave you? There's no faith coming out of that believer because the situation on the outside has got on the inside. You know, if, if not for yourself, you hear a child, you hear your mate, you hear your friend, your brother talking like that, and they're under the idea that, oh, I'm a, an on fire, on fire, baptized believer, tongue talking and you complain about your situation. That's the first and the utmost example. The presence of faith is not the absence of fear or doubt. Jesus, when he was in the garden, what did he cry out to his father? He goes, Lord, if there's any way this cup could pass from me. He was concerned that maybe he might fail. He, maybe he'll give in to the pain and being just beaten. But what did he say? That was on the outside and on the inside spoke up and said, not my will, thine. You see, it's the, the, the enemy has lied to us saying, oh, you have fear, you have doubt. Oh, you, you're not a believer. Jesus has said, listen, I know what I'm about to face and I know it's gonna take everything and more than what I have. But that's my destiny. That's what you've called me to do. Not, not my will, thine. And immediately that boat was shored up and watertight. The turmoil, the problem, the fear is out there and I'm in the boat and I'm turning my boat to go through the waves. See, what you, what, I, 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 when I've been out in the ocean and, and I've been scared to death and I've surely scared a whole lot of people who have been with me. I'm looking confident, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we got this. <laughs> Dear Jesus. Uh, it doesn't matter if the shore's right there. If the waves are coming this way, I gotta go into the waves. You wanna keep your boat from sinking? First, you gotta realize the water on the outside makes it watertight. Experiencing fear on the outside makes you dry on the inside, not the absence of it. When that water hits those new boards and they tighten up, you're tight. But you know what, when I'm in the storm, one of the things I gotta do is make sure I didn't overload the boat. If I put too much in the boat, it wasn't designed for that. Some of us overload our life. We overload so many things in our life. And when the storm comes, the waves are gonna come over. Some of us want to go to the shore. I don't care what it is. I'm going to the shore. I'm going to the shore. That wave's going to come and flip the boat this way. It is made to go through the waves, not that way, not in a storm. But do you know what it takes to 
put off gratification, put off feeling safe. Man, that thing is calling me. It is singing to me. Come. Now, I've got to turn and deal with this storm, and then I can turn and go that way. It is, it's, it's amazing how difficult. So, how to keep fear from entering your spirit. You've got to build the boat. Let me tell you what building the boat is. Let me tell you what it is to, to get you to be a great captain, to turn away from what seems to be the answer to what is really the solution. You've got to be a man and a woman who knows who your Lord is. That you, you don't learn to pray in the middle of the storm. Why do you think policemen train all the time? They train, they train, they train because when you're in the middle of it, and I know this to be true, Phil Weekly and I were out on one of those days where we were about seven miles out in the, our little boat and we even had the Coast Guard come by once and going, what are you boys doing out here in this little boat? <laughs> Plus when Phil stands up, he's about 6'6", six, six, and like he made the boat look even smaller. And there was about 11 Coast Guard out there and going, you old boys are doing something and it ain't right. Well, I don't quite know what it is. <laughs> so we're out there and we're fishing and man, we're catching fish. And then we're both looking this way and we turn and went, oh dear Lord. The land is that way, but we can't see it because of the black clouds and the rain. And we're like, <clears throat> okay, well, <clears throat> Let's head back. We're bringing everything in. We're heading back. Wing, boom, wing, boom. We, had, we couldn't go fast. We had to go slow. So you have to go to the, the speed of the wave. You can't run through the wave. You know, I was trapped by the speed of the wave. I had to stay right at that crest. If I go down, it porpoises and the boat flips. If I stay behind, the waves come over the back. I had to purposely go slow. When I, all I wanted to do was like, mm. So we get through it, and I, I don't know how long it took us to get back. I mean, we're seven miles out, and we're probably doing about eight miles an hour in. It's like, oh, dear Lord, we're just making this longer and longer and longer. And we get all the way back in, and we got to go through the inlet, and we get right to the shore, and we're like, thank you, Jesus. And I turn to Phil, and I go, you think we should have put our life jackets on out there? <laughs> You, you don't think of it in the middle of it. And it's the same way. When you're in the middle of it, you don't think, I'm going to cry out to God because you cry out to God all the time. I'm going to worship him. I never put my life jacket on. So when the storm came, I didn't put my life jacket on. What happens if you never pray? What if you never expect things from God? What if you never have hope? It isn't going to happen in the storm. You're going to act and do just the way you live. When people go down on a plane, you think they're praying? Survivors of a plane crash said people die the way they live, cussing, screaming. Only the Christians who 
practice relationship, prayer, singing. He said, you die the way you live. And the storm comes, you're going to react the way you live. So it's a matter of building yourself up in the Lord. His word is worship. So what's going through you right now? If you want to know what is getting in you right now, what do you talk what do you talk about? What do you fill your day with? What do you fill your thoughts with? That's where you're at. Because there's storms coming. They're designed to come from the Lord. And on top of that, we live in a fallen world. Storms are coming. Out of that abundance. So the disciples were afraid of the situation. Now they're afraid of the solution. Who's the solution? It's a ghost. This is double jeopardy. <laughs> where is there any, where are you going to go if I'm away, I'm afraid of my circumstances and I'm afraid of the answer? Because you're going to get asked to do something to get out of the situation. Like get out of the boat. <laughs> this is bad. You know, let me put it in different terms you're downtown Orlando you're in a four story building explosion happens on the first floor it's just engulfed in flames the, the elevator the stairway is it's on fire you go out to the balcony to get air on the, you're on the fourth floor and the firemen are down there and they're yelling with their megaphone they pull out that trampoline thing they go jump Is there another solution? <laughs> when the answer comes, it's going to test your faith. But more than that, God is hard to recognize in a storm. Especially if you don't have that language, that word. Friends that you know you can call when you've got no faith you can call them up you can go to, go to your small group they can pray for you they can call you during the week to encourage you they can help recognize the disciples they saw a ghost Peter didn't quite see Jesus but he said if it's you tell me to come come <laughs> jump is hard to recognize in a storm you want to stay frozen I I I I don't want I don't know what to do with this circumstance but I don't want the answer either because I'm frozen Here's the truth. 
if you have let the fear come into your spirit when it's on the outside we point we go through it we bail the boat out we paddle you put on your life jackets but you go through it when it's on the inside you're stuck you're frozen so Peter reached out when he said Lord if it's if this is you tell me to come come <laughs> okay he climbs out and when he did that he, you know, he was saying I'm, you know, I might be with these guys I'm one of the twelve but I want another dimension of you that's when he got out of that boat he walked into another dimension with his experience with Jesus you see until you recognize the solution and act upon it you remain with those in the boat Peter moved into a different dimension who would have thought that wait a minute uh, the situation is there's water trying to get in the boat uh, and it goes completely against uh, getting out of the boat and into the water that doesn't make sense Lord you must be a ghost he, he went past everything in his body that was doing this and he said what Jesus is going to say not my will but thine it was faith he stepped out I want to have something more than just fear coming into my spirit and once fear comes into your spirit the way you get rid of it is you set yourself free of it by keep on moving you keep moving you're frozen and today for us to recognize there's something maybe in us well what 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 would you be right now if in your past you didn't get frozen in life is there something in your past can you think of you being a different person had you not been so afraid in your spirit to fail if you can think of something different than what you are now you can change it today because that which worked on you in the past the enemy is not a creator he's, he's going to repeat that fear and the next thing in your life that you were designed to conquer and let me tell you when you if you get into a fight and you lose that's fine because you're in the fight and I lost if you get in a race and you that's fine people who have fear in their spirit don't race they don't fight it is a spirit you see if you, if you you've got to get up and be set free of that thing that's in the inside and here's how you know that you've been set free because you get out of the boat 
because you get in the race, because you stand up and say what you believe the Lord would have you say in this group of people. You get in the race. You keep moving. I don't care if you, you know, you're screaming and, and crying. If you're going that way, you're winning. You're winning. Yeah. Have, have you ever have, have you ever seen somebody, you know, you know they, they run they run a, you know a 24 miles, you know, marathon, and they come out, you know, and they won. I won, I won. They go and you're sweating you got blisters you're out of breath you're hurting you look horrible (laughs) I won I won you look horrible (laughs) I don't care how I come out I want to win I want to win Some of you are in a situation right now where you see the shore that way and the wind's coming this way. You've got to turn your boat. Some of you put too much weight in your boat. You're carrying too much junk, too many people, too many things. You're going to sink. You've got to lighten that boat because the storm is coming if it's not already here. What I love about this story is the very end. Peter looks to the left, looks to the right, starts going down. Says Jesus Jesus instantly instantly grabs his apple. He didn't tell the other 11, oh, you're going to die. I got my favorite. He takes him and goes back to the boat and saves all of them. He saved them all. Said immediately the storm goes away. If you feel so overwhelmed and you cry out to the Lord, He's going to come back. He's going to save you. But I've failed so miserably. He died for you. He's not dying again. Because that was complete. That's a done deal. If you've accepted the work. You just may not know him at the dimension that Peter does. You just may know him as this God who saved you in a storm. Peter knows him. He's the God who allowed me to walk on water. Because when he went back to them, they all said, he must really be the son of God. They learned something. (laughs) Someone in your life, not you, has fear in their spirit. And they're frozen and they can't see God. They can't see how this verse is going to answer what their situation is. You know why? Because they've got frozen spirit. They can't recognize Jesus. It's up to us. First to free ourselves. If you've been gripped with fear, 
and a life that's frozen. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have fulfillment because every time a storm comes, you're going to be frozen. Some of you have been capsized because all you want to do is get back to shore. Some of you are under the, the, the idea that if I have doubt, I'm not a Christian. That's a lie of the devil. That's a spirit. I'm going to pray that that spirit be broken. Not because of some incredible anointing on me, but because we have heard the word of the Lord and we're standing upon it. And I am in agreement. It takes the witness of two, and I'm saying it's the Holy Spirit and me right now, and I guarantee you there's a whole lot of, out, a whole lot of you out there that are going to join with me and say, yes, this is the word of the Lord for people of God. So let's stand. Hallelujah. Father, some of us are in the boat frozen. Some of us have overloaded our boat. Some of us have turned the boat and are just trying to find safety instead of going through the waves. We're frozen. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak to that spirit that's frozen, that has a spirit of fear that's tormenting you. I bind it in Jesus' name. You come out, you come out, and your little ways aren't gonna work in a month from now, you're not gonna work three months from now. You are exposed as a liar and a cheat bind you in Jesus name Father I enable every man and woman in this room that as their eyes have been opened to your truth that they are going to see others who are frozen in their spirit not just people but entire churches are frozen afraid Father enable your people with discernment, with power, with action, that we discover you in a new dimension. In your son's name, amen.